Welcome to week three of the America's Happiest Principal podcast. My name is Dan Costello. Really appreciate you being here as we talk about compassion. Do you know what compassion is? Do you know the dictionary definition of compassion? Well, I looked it up today, so I'll tell you. We have a great resource of the week. We have a happiness practice that I'm excited to share, as well as story time. This one's good. A little bit sad, but with a very good happy ending. So thanks for being here again for week three of America's Happiest Principal podcast. Compassion is definitely a word that we hear a lot about. I think it gets thrown a lot of, around in schools. We want to have com a compassionate school. We want to be compassionate to one another. We want to develop compassion within our students. But what does compassion actually mean? My understanding is that the actual definition of compassion is to suffer together. But I'm not sure that's really the definition that we want to use here at the America's Happiest Principal podcast. The one that I really like is uh, compassion is defined as the feeling that arises when we witness somebody else suffering and we feel motivated to do something about that. That to me is a really good working definition of compassion, the feeling that we have when we see somebody else going through a tough time and wanting to act on it because I think empathy is slightly different than compassion. Empathy is when we kind of feel the way somebody else is, especially when they're going through a hard time. Um, you know, and sympathy is kind of when we feel badly for somebody. Pity is when we um, probably feel like a little bit maybe superior to somebody else who's going through a hard time. So anyway, there's a lot of different words that discuss this you know, feelings we have towards others. But compassion, again, is really um, how we feel when we see somebody struggling and we want to do something about it. doesn't mean we do. I mean, you can still have those compassionate feelings, but don't necessarily take action on it. But compassion is definitely that feeling that you have um, when you see somebody else going through a tough time. I think there are a couple of things that often get in the way of us acting on this compassionate instinct. I think sometimes we just feel like we don't know what to do, or maybe that we don't feel that what we can do is going to really make a difference. And so I think that often stops us from reaching out to a, a teacher who you kind of just feel is down in the dumps or is having a tough time. Maybe it's a new teacher who's struggling with uh, classroom management. I think that's a classic one. But I think that I really want to encourage everybody to, to kind of push through that feeling that you won't be effective or you don't know what to do. Sometimes just approaching somebody in a compassionate way saying, hey, how's it going? And then really listening to what they have to say can be an act of compassion that I think really makes a difference. So we need to push through those barriers, if you will, to compassion, not knowing what to do or feeling that you're act or your intention isn't going to be enough. I mean, we don't have to solve problems. We don't have to take away the suffering or the frustration that our colleagues are going through at school. I think just 
reaching out and being there for somebody asking the question and then really, really listening is a way that we can make our schools more compassionate. And this is also something I feel very strongly about only takes one person. You don't need permission to act compassionately to colleagues, to students, to families of our school. You don't need to get a committee together. You don't need to have it be one of the district's uh, strategic initiatives. I think just walking down the hallway, going next door, whatever it is, and just asking, how's it going? And putting yourself out there, I think, can really make a difference in our school. There are some real benefits to practicing compassion. It's found to reduce stress. It's found to activate the pleasure centers in your brain, the vagus nerve, for example. And the more you do it, the more your vagus nerve gets activated. And there's a concept called neuroplasticity, which means that you can actually strengthen these parts of your brain, much like the muscle in a body, by repeated expressions of compassion. So I encourage you to do that. I think it's a way to really uh, fight stress and you know, really have some positive physical impacts on you. But I think the greater benefit in a school is that it really strengthens the connections between staff members, between teachers and students, between teachers and administration. When we're acting compassionately towards one another, we actually strengthen the relationships we have in our school. And that has tremendous benefit to everyone within the school committee community. The resource of the week is all about compassion, and it's a compassion quiz. And this is called the Compassionate Organizations Quiz. It's put out by the fine folks at the Greater Good Science Center, University of California, Berkeley. It's free to take. I'll be posting it in the description of the podcast. This quiz really just helps determine how compassionate your organization, your school, your district is. Here's a sample question. When someone in need Someone is in need. My organization uses its communication channels to notify members of ways that we can help and support that person. What about this one? The leaders in my organization take time to talk and listen to people who are having a hard time. So there are, I think, 20 questions in this quiz, and I encourage you to spend a little time and take it and find out how... uh, compassionate your organization is. And again, I believe very, very firmly that you as a member of this school community, this educational community, you can make a difference by practicing compassion this year. And it could have a ripple effect within your school or your district. But I'm going to be right here with you to help you do that kind of work. This week's happiness practice, listen like it's a first date. I really like this one because you really got to lean in on a first date, right? You got to be careful and ask thoughtful questions and listen really hard. And I think this has a role in our compassion because it causes us us to be really good listeners. People really appreciate, I know I do when I feel I'm being listened to, when I feel I'm being heard. So I really challenge you this week to listen to somebody like it's a first date, reach out, to a colleague, to a friend, to a family member, and really commit to listening like it's a first date. Can make all the difference 
and really impact compassion, build that relationship, put a smile on somebody's face, and again, make your school more happy. It's story time. This week's story about compassion kind of starts in a little bit of a dark place, kind of a serious situation in a school I was at. We had reported that somebody had a gun in school. And it was a younger student at this school who was walking down the hallway, saw a student at his locker, and she felt for sure that this kid had a gun. So the student reported it to a teacher who reported it to me. And as you can imagine, we went into full lockdown, talked to the police, etc. Long story short is that the investigation was conclusive and this student who was an older student at the school had some of those black gem clips in his locker and what the other students saw were you know some black metallic metallic shiny objects and it, it sort of provided a reasonable explanation for the situation but the young man in question clearly was questioned by police and went through a lot we had the parents in but that's really not the point of my story. The point of my story is that at the end of the day, uh, I was speaking with that student who had been accused of having a gun. And he said, hey, Mr. Costello, is there any way that we can go talk to that student? Because she probably feels really, really bad. And I want to let her know that it's okay. And I thought to myself, wow, that is an, an impressive response to a very difficult, very challenging, very, very serious situation. Because he felt that that student probably was worried that she got him in trouble. And so we went down the hallway. We found the other student. And he let her know that it was okay. And this was an, an incredible example of compassion where he sensed that she was probably troubled by the fact that she caused this situation. And obviously, you know, she didn't wasn't her fault. She reported what she thought was a pretty serious situation. But this young man went to console her and let her know that it was okay. He let her know he didn't hold a grudge. He also, and again, it's amazing for like an eighth grader to have this kind of compassion, said, you know, we'll look back on this and laugh. So that's my compassion story. Um, a very difficult, very real situation at school that had a very happy ending because this young man uh, practice some compassion in a difficult situation. It meant a lot to her, too, that he did that. That's it for week three of America's Happiest Principal podcast. I'm Dan Costello. I really appreciate your time. I really appreciate you being here. And again, I really want to help you make your school more happy. Feel free to reach out at any time. I'm definitely looking for educators to interview and to be a part of the America's Happiest Principal podcast. So just reach out, shoot me a note at dan at americashappiestprincipal.com. Send me a message on Twitter or on Facebook. I'm happy to touch base because I really want to support your work in making your school a happier place. We deserve it as educators. We've been through a really tough 18 months. Our students have been through it. Our parents have been through it. So let's make school more happy this year. Thanks so much. Thanks so much.